0: everyone this is the rising tides charity and the creativity cocktail. This is Winston Wilson. I am so excited that our first guest of the year is Mr. Haddon Kime. Hello Haden. How
1: are hey, you? Hey. Hi Winston. It's great to be here. Um hey everybody listening.
0: Yeah. And your voice is phenomenal. You sound like you should, you know, you might, I'm sure you got your own kind of things going. And we'll talk about that, but your voice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good. I I feel so glad to have you as our first guest of the year. So we're really appreciative of you being part of this. We met each other. We're both members of the Dramatist Guild of America. And we met recently as we were getting ready for this year. As all of you know who live on the planet Earth, is that 2020 was a challenging year for all of us. And 2021 is so far um, trying to top it. And so we are really, really glad that we've got a great creator like Hatton here with us today. For those of you who are hearing the Creativity Cocktail for the first time, this is a platform where we talk to phenomenal creators about what they have, what they're going through, what's their inspiration, and what are some challenges, some tools that they can share with others. So we're really amazed and Thankful to talk to you today
1: Hay, about that. Oh, Yeah, it's well, wonderful to be here. And, and geez, yes, thank you. I, I agree completely about 2021 and 2020. So it's been an interesting time.
0: <laughs> I am so hopeful that 2021 is as boring as a year can get at some
1: point. So, yeah. So. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> that would be wonderful for everybody's creativity. I'm,
0: I'm very, <laughs> that is my hope, my fervent hope that that is the case. Um, yeah, <laughs> I ask everybody, you know, at least in the last few months, as we get going in our conversation, to tell the world how they're doing and how they're coping with what's going on around us. So, before we get into other stuff, let's just ask you how you're doing with the world.
1: Uh, um, uh, with the world, or my relationship with the world is, uh, I mean. I, I think things. I think things are on uh, getting better, uh, so that's good. It's nice to uh, I kind of see some light at the end of the tunnel uh, for this virus. And um, but I, I do think it's going to get worse before it gets better. I'm thankful that there uh, that science is going to be listened to uh, in this next, next U.S. administration, um, and uh, that it, there are other people working on other cures. Uh, um, so that we can um, get back to, uh, to, so that us theater artists uh, can have our, a, an audience again, can have a live audience again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I'm doing, but I'm I'm fine. I mean, I'm I'm fine, and and people are, are the people I know, uh, you know, that have had the disease have survived, and um, and so I, I count myself very very lucky there. Um so yeah, but thank you for asking. Yeah. I, Hope you're doing well too.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that um response there. And I think that's just an authentic way to deal with this. So whether you're someone who directly has been impacted by it or you um have not been, you have been. That's yes. And that we've all gone through this collective trauma and all the things you've shared about the hopefulness of the future, mm-hmm. I would agree mm-hmm. with that a hundred percent. There is Definitely, some light at the end of the tunnel. That's for sure. And yes, yes. Will it? Will everything go back to the way it was in 2019? Not sure.
1: Uh, I don't think so. Well, I, I, I don't. I think some. I, I hope some things will. I, I um, was uh, talking to uh, American Express recently, who had some interest in this, uh, this show that I did last year, that was a musical. Uh, that is written for zoom um that was commissioned by out of hand theater here and um and they asked uh, the, a similar question if things will go back um and my answer there is that um i i think uh that uh, a lot of people you know when they come back especially artists the last thing that we're ever going to take for granted again is a live audience and so I, I think that the things that will change, I'm hoping will be more, will be better uh, um, appreciation of, uh, you know, the things that we had that we didn't realize we needed and that we loved so much um, that there won't just be passing relationships or passing experiences, but that there will be an extra level of appreciation on that stuff.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree with you a thousand percent. The Theater, I've always perceived theater as such a beautiful art form for us as human beings to c- collectively be together. Yes. You know, it's yes. been around since the beginning of mankind. Uh, we have always found ways to, to energize and inspire each other from it. So I am so looking forward to come for it to come back, um, but to come back in what form will be the question. But it's a fun that is interesting. It's a, it's, a, it's kind of a fun question, right? So and it I, is. <laughs> And I think that leads us to talk to for us to talk a little bit about what you've got going on here. You mentioned it here. Yeah. Um, can kind of share with each other. And I already previewed it while you were talking a few moments ago. I shared it with our audience. I can see this on the video version of this.
1: Oh, fantastic.
0: But talk a little bit about this and we'll, we'll keep sharing it.
1: Yeah. Um, so, uh, March of, uh, 2020, uh, early March of 2020, uh, before schools had been locked down here in Atlanta. Um, uh, I was approached by the artistic director of Out of Hand Theater, where I am the composer in residence. It's a, a theater company that does experiential theater here in Atlanta. Uh, many things they do, uh, t- uh, lots of different things. Um, but uh, sh- she said uh, things are getting uh, crazy, and we all decided that what we need is a musical comedy, and we really want you to write a musical comedy, and it needs to be something that we can produce while being socially distanced, because we, you know, of course, don't want anybody dead. Uh, You know, this is very, very, very early days. Um, So um, I immediately uh, she said, do you have any ideas? And in 30 seconds, I thought, "Okay, it would be funny uh, because my because so many classes were moving online at that time. Uh, My my daughters hadn't yet. My daughter is 11 and she goes to a public school here in Atlanta. But uh, my wife is uh, an educator and her classes had moved online and I had been hearing these stories of basically it was getting towards the end of the semester. So a lot of classes uh, in different community colleges and things like that had been, you know, their learning had just kind of stopped and moved online and they had to deal with learning and this and that. So I thought, wouldn't it be funny if uh, it it would at least be a comedic situation if there was a... Um, a group of people that were taking a meditation and self betterment through being still and um, you know self help class uh, like this kind of a thing. It's never really mentioned what's there are many different styles of that, um, but th- a class like that that gets interrupted and now has to finish off the semester online. Um, Dealing with all of these uh, grading, soul grading things that happen when you have to move from being in person to online, um, and so so that's what that's what we did. It was a very simple idea, which is great. You know, as simple ideas, sometimes you have the most creativity to or room to kind of do creative and funny things, and things can evolve out of it. And um, and so yeah, we wrote this um, four person. Uh, it's ten minutes. Uh, Four person uh, musical for Zoom. And I was walking the dog in the middle of it. And I thought, hey, wouldn't it be funny if you just smashed Zoom and musical together and made the word Zoomsicle, right?
0: <laughs> Great, <man. That's,
1: laughs> and so yeah. I ran home and I registered the dot com. I registered zoomscle.com I got twitter.com slash zoomsicle. I got facebook.com slash Zoom. I just like got all of the names just so I could, in case I wanted to use that, I could do it. And and it it became very uh, uh, I'm very thankful that happened because evidently uh, that idea happened to many people all over the world at the same time because um, what had happened was what what happened was uh, uh, we released our zoom on May 30th to 2020 and a week before that uh, uh, MTI which is Musical Theater International uh, released uh, published a new version. Of a musical that was uh, in the theaters, I—I I don't think it was high school zoomsicle. I, I can't remember what there. Anyway, this is all to say there are many zoomsicles now that have been written. Um, mo- like, most, yeah, you go like,
0: ahead. You blaze the trail for everyone.
1: Oh well, I see. It was complete. I didn't. Yeah, if I did, it was. Uh, I didn't mean to at, at all. We just wanted to make something happen and something funny happen for our audience, and happened to uh, kind of stumble onto this. Um, what we what we have realized since is that uh, there are many zoom circles out there. Uh, publishers kind of rushed to. Give a theater companies things to be able to produce while socially distanced, uh, which uh, was what Ariel asked me to do in the very you know first place. Um, and uh, I would say ten percent are originals, and ninety percent are adaptations. Yeah. And um, so we we have uh, uh, we have we can lay claim to the fact that we uh, wrote and produced the very first Zoomsicle original Zoomsicle ever. Ever written, uh, so far as we know, nobody beat us to that.
0: <laughs> well, well, getting those URLs and those other domains was a smart move on your part, by far. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it, those things will be worth something, and you can you have evidence that you blazed a trail there
1: for sure. Yeah, 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 which is which is cool. I mean, I think zoomsicles on even on Wikipedia now, like it's it's a it's a a neat little art form that. Uh, that has has sprung up. Um, and I've, I'm so curious, I'm so, uh, and I think I brought this up when we were talking about uh, things in our uh, Dramatist Guild uh, Zoom uh, last week of how many of us uh, playwrights uh, are, are going to um, write for the stage uh, scenes in the future that are set on Zoom and how many lighting designers and set designers are going to have to bring the aesthetic of Zoom because the play is set in 2020 and everybody has to be kept apart to the stage. So I'm so curious if I'm ever going to see that.
0: That's awesome. I see, I, I, as we've been talking, I've shared with those who can see it on the video the screen of the actual Zoom itself. These four... Mm-hmm these four creative talents who are they and how did they get involved
1: oh my goodness oh this was one of my dream uh dream things is uh so uh if you're if you're looking at the the screenshot there uh from the top left we have minka wilts who is our uh lead oh, she's uh,
0: fantastic yeah i know her
1: Yes, she is. She's amazing. Uh, soprano actor playwright. Uh, she wrote a play called shaking the wind that was done at at out of hand a couple of years ago. That was just, that was her story. It was, yes, she's amazing. Um, and, and then, so, and then to her right is Rin, uh, Macklemore. Uh, I believe I'm saying that right. Uh, it might be Macklemore, but, um, Uh, It might be Mick Lamore. I I really should ask her how she pronounces her last name, but she is, she's an incredible actor and singer and uh, creative all around. Uh, And we worked together at the Alliance uh, a few times and, uh, and I jumped to have her. So what I was doing here was I was casting soprano, alto, tenor, bass, right? I just needed to have four voices that would cover the spectrum as a composer, um, down to the uh, bottom left, uh, we have uh, Trevor Rachet Perry. Um, and they are a, uh, like, uh, uh, the voice they have, they bring to it is uh, called uh, counter tenor. Uh, t- Trevor has a counter tenor voice, uh, which is, I uh, mean, it, uh, I, I just the range is, is stratospheric. It, uh, they can go and hit notes that just just very easily, like uh, they were talking, that would be way above, like in the soprano range. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. But then they also can go all the way down to, uh, nearly baritone. It's, um, it's incredible. So, um, I love, uh, working with, uh, Trevor, uh, because they bring such, uh, I mean, not just the 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 vocal range, but the acting skills, um, and and I really think everybody should have, uh, Trevor on their radar. Uh, for gosh, for any project that. So, anyway, Trevor Rayshay Perry, and then to uh uh their right um is Googie Uterhart and Googie uh is uh, someone I worked with when I wrote a musical for Dad's Garage Theater here in uh in Atlanta. Um, that was based off of Wicket, this the ewok in Return of the Jedi. They do so <laughs> Dad's Garage is yeah, I know, right? So wow. Dad's Garage <laughs> go ahead.
0: No, I so was that's great. Wow. I, I, <laughs> I missed that one.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, it, w- wicketthemusical.com. It still has a website. Um, and we're we're uh, we're planning on doing another production, hopefully in Indianapolis in 2021 or 2022. Actually, hey, it's 2021, so I can say this year. Um, but <laughs> awesome uh this is all to say that uh googie played uh emperor pal palpatine and he is a clown like literally he goes to hospitals and works with the children uh you know uh that have the disease and stuff as a clown um and he's a singer and he's a uh, an actor and a, a writer um and uh, so I, I am relatively new. I, I still think I, I'll always be a newcomer to the Atlanta theater scene. I started in Boston doing theater and then moved to New York doing theater and then came down to Atlanta. And so, uh, you know, I but I, I am fan uh, fanboying uh, a number of people and have been. And so when I was asked, who, who would you like to work with? And these uh, these four were the first uh, characters that. The first actors that fit the characters in my mind—they just, you know, again, just came very quickly, and I was just hoping and praying that they were free. Um, of course, the talent pool in Atlanta is incredible. Oh yeah, um, you no, know
0: that they have great talent all over the city.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. So I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, uh, I don't want to put anybody else down here at all. I, I, I mean, uh, but um, what, what we did hear was, uh, since this was a, a new musical that was being birthed, um, we ended up, uh, or I ended up um, naming all of the characters in the script after, so we have Minka, Rin, Trevor, and Googie, they are characters, they're the characters' names, and that's what it went, when we eventually, it, it got published, so the Zoomsicle Lag, uh, Zoomsicle is published with uh, Stage Rights, and th- those are our character names as well, uh, they gave me permission uh, all of our actors gave a, gave me permission to uh, to to honor them that way. I hope. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah.
0: Well, so published. So it's been published. What's the future for Zoom? What's what's the next one?
1: Well, <clears throat> well. So um, what we had here was an interesting thing, um, and it's you know it's oh, I'm always always learning here. So usually when we have a, a musical, um, I did a, a I, I had experience with writing a musical that actually went off Broadway in 2014 um it was based off of Hans Christian Andersen's The Snow Queen and you may be thinking well that's funny Disney did that well we actually this was this was done before we ever saw Frozen at all like uh, this was a a new rock adaptation we actually started in San Jose rep uh at, at back in California and we opened on the same exact day that Frozen opened in th- in a movie theater across the street what? um yeah, it's it was wild, but this is a rock musical version, and this is true to the story of Hans Christian Andersen. Whereas Disney has done their own completely thing, a new thing. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we were very lucky. Uh, it started in, in San Jose and went to um, to New York uh, and played at the New York uh, Theater Festival and New York Musical Theater Festival in 2014. And it won the publishing award there uh, with stage rights, uh, and so. You know, what we've had is kind of uh, a steady flow of productions with that, with that music, with Snow Queen, uh, the rock musical ever since. And it's played in Tokyo and it's played in Sydney and in London. And it's 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 been so cool to all of a sudden see pictures of, uh, wow, there's the show. Look at, look at how they're doing it in Cleveland. Well, wow, that's amazing. Like, and, and it, you, you, it's so that, so I've had that experience. So with lag, um. Uh, We produced it and it, uh, it had a successful launch and, uh, our, my publisher got uh, for Snow Queen got in in touch with me and said, can we just go ahead and publish this? Uh, because this is what people are looking to do. And so we did that. Um, and I had to go through the, the process of getting everything together for publication, which was an interesting process in this case as well, because it, you know, uh, it included notes on video editing and, um, and, you know things that you don't normally publish with or you you know put in the in the package for a play that's,
0: um I would love for you at some point um, with the work that I've done to kind of help me with or help others with because I think that's something for a lot of us playwrights that that process to get to that is a kind of yeah. important thing to know
1: yeah yeah no it totally is uh, you know I, I'm a geek for all kind of new software you know peering behind the curtain and looking at computer code and seeing oh that's what that's how that's how purple looks as a number, you know, like, (laughs) um, uh, I, yeah. And and I have this bifurcated, uh, career in a way I'm kind of all over the map here, but I'm going to just take a tangent here as a web developer as well. So uh, when I was at, I got a, I got a degree uh, in writing film music at Berkeley college of music up in Boston and uh, around the time I graduated, which was the early aughts, uh, it became clear that we uh i needed a website to get my music out there and uh so i just uh, you know well how do you do that and you just kind of step by step and and all of a sudden i knew how to write html and css and javascript and 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 then you know figured out how things worked and um so uh i am able to to create my own websites so, which is a lot of fun but it also means uh, a lot of kind of technical uh geekery as far as uh, always uh, learning and having a, a love for uh f- whatever the newest technology is and i've gone down many rabbit holes including video editing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is <laughs> i think the term yeah.
0: theory is a technical term <laughs> and i can yeah I can, I can follow that one for sure <laughs> there's no doubt about it. so you, you yeah with us you're getting glad going and and you
1: know, yeah thing. getting lag going and now it's available for, for uh for your own uh, uh production if you want to uh, do it uh either on stage or on zoom it's only 10 minutes long um so you know a lot of the zoomsicles uh almost all of the zoomsicles that are that are adaptations are 20 to 30 minutes long and um and i think people might be more looking for that but this is a very funny uh thing now Here's the funny thing that happened. This is what I was originally getting to is that I had this music, this, this experience with theater, but now I have this experience with film um, because we have a short film here out of hand has produced a short film. And so we started um, putting it in or, or uh, you know, applying to have it be in film festivals. And we've had a lot of luck with that. Uh, recently we just won um the award for best uh, COVID-19 short film um, from the Minefield uh, Film Festival in Albuquerque, which was amazing that, you know, so, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of come through and, and what's cool, you know, like I, I am so happy that so many people are getting to hear (laughs) Minka Wiltz.
0: I'm going to take an aside there for a second. It's so interesting that there was an actual category called the (laughs) COVID-19. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: That, that's an interesting thing. Wow. Yeah, there, a, a, a best pandemic. We see it now in film festivals. Uh, uh, stay at home produced films in twenty twenty. Like they, there's a pan- pandemic category. There's the COVID nineteen category. Uh, there's even a Zoom category now. Uh, Rhode Island. Film Festival, I think, is one that just, uh, you know, best film made over Zoom or something like that. You know, because so many people have done that in 2020, uh, there are even whole film festivals. There was one called Stay at Home Film Fest, uh, which, you know, any film you've done while staying in your house during COVID. Uh, And so that was cool to see. And there was some really creative stuff from around the world in that film festival.
0: I tell you, that attributes to the, resiliency that we talked about earlier so yes sir the world was crazy and doing what it was doing we creators were finding ways to get our work out there and to make sure that people were able to see it and then recognizing it so i think that's such yes. an amazing development for us
1: yes uh, yeah i agree completely yes it's very very cool you know, so yeah so that's so that's uh lag uh, a circle. uh we uh, another great thing that if I may brag on uh, lag, uh, just one more thing that that w- was so cool is that American Express named it one of the n- uh, 19 best theater experiences of 2020. And we were uh, like our little little Zoom circle was up there with, um, uh, you know, the Lincoln Center and uh, Shakespeare's Globe in London. And um, uh, gosh, there's that other great theater in London, uh, the National.
0: How did, how did American Express hear about it?
1: Yeah, so that was the website. Uh, They were looking around the web for, uh, you know, uh, I think they just ran a search for uh, new musicals, Zoom 2020 or something like that. And uh, luckily, you know, my SEO was good enough that that it showed up. Wow. (laughs) And, yeah.
0: Congratulations. What an amazing steps that you've had there. Those are some great accolades in a short period of time.
1: Yeah, it's been it's I, I've been very lucky, and I and I am so I, I just started saying this. This is uh, one of the greatest things about this is that these four uh, actor, singer, performers are just so talented and so incredible, and it's wonderful to have them be uh, you know get new fans from all over the world. Uh, I get emails and I try to share, share them with the cast when I get them. Um, wow. That, you know, uh, your soprano is, is phenomenal. I'm like, right. <laughs> you know, and this will come from, this will come from a reviewer in London um, or something like that. So it's really, really, really cool. That's
0: amazing. So people want to um, connect and plug in. So say this is the first time they're hearing about it. What mm-hmm. are a website or some
1: ways they can plug? Sure, sure, sure. Uh, it, it's Zoomsicle across the board, but so it's not Zoomsicle like a popsicle, right? That's what a lot of people think. Uh, it's Zoomsicle as in Zoom and Musical uh, kind of morphed together. So it's Z-O-O-M-S-I-C-A-L dot com. And it's uh, that way it's on Twitter. So twitter.com slash zoomsicle, Facebook.com slash zoomsicle, Instagram.com slash zoomsicle. Um, and, uh, yeah, come, I want to see it. It's, it's free. We haven't put any, uh, uh, maybe we should put in a, a little ticket fee or something, but we, we want it to, we want it to get out there. It's a 10 minute funny musical. I hope it'll make you feel better about your day. Uh, seeing, uh, parts of maybe your early experience in COVID reflected in a way on screen.
0: Uh, that, that, that is awesome. Uh, thank you for sharing it. I, I think people will enjoy it. No doubt oh, about Oh, thank you. you. You mentioned something I thought was curious, and this is something I've hear, heard from lots of creatives, and that's really the the, the the balance in life between what you do in your day and what you do in your creative space. And you mentioned mm. developer work that you do and also your creative space. People sometimes, they ask me what I do. I don't talk about what I do in the day per se is the first thing that I talk about. I talk about all the creative stuff because that's how that's my life. That's my energy. That's what yeah. I feel. That's who I am. You know, writing stories, directing things. Those of those things give me the power of my life. The other stuff I do is, you know, that helps with health insurance or, or whatever. Or right, all right. And so I wanted to get your thoughts on that and how you've been able to kind of balance those two things.
1: Oh, that's, you know, that's, it's wonderful, first off, to hear that I'm not alone in that, uh, uh, Winston. And and really, I think maybe there should be more talk about this for, for creatives who, um, like myself, I mean, I, I kind of uh, reflexively uh, get down on myself a lot for not only doing creative work, you know, it's, and I'm not sure if it's, if it's uh, my family or society or myself, somewhere I got the idea that you're not successful in, uh, you know, uh, in in a silly way, uh, unless you're only doing, you know, the work of, uh, of, of of composing or writing lyrics or something like that. Um, uh, yes, uh, I've I've held day jobs. You know, I I, I I've, especially as a web developer, um, I learned pretty quickly uh, back in Boston, even though I was working. Uh, uh, professionally as a musician and as a sound designer, that's another thing that I've done a lot in theater. Um, uh, that, that, wow, I could make, I make some money, some good money here, way better money than a theater, uh, writing computer code for people. And so I started doing that. And, uh, and so I'm 44 now, I'm pretty much mid career. Uh, I, I feel like, uh, you know, right now, uh, I want to take the bifurcation that I'm feeling in my uh, – because some people know me as only a web developer and would be shocked that I'm a composer. And other people know me as a composer would be shocked that I also do web development. And in some cases, actually in a lot of cases, they the people who hire me as a composer don't like uh, like – like think I'm less of a composer when they find out that I'm a web developer uh-huh. and vice versa. I don't know if you have you experienced that like anybody who is, you know, uh, oh, uh, you know, he writes plays and uh, but he I, mean, I don't know what you do uh, for a day or a day work. Yeah, uh, Winston. Have I you experienced think, that at all?
0: I think so. And I'm glad that we brought this up because, you know, in the day I run a, a multi billion dollar platform of, with a bank. And so I do. Wow. Um, but I think that there's this real challenge of human beings trying to put other human beings in a box
1: yes yes exactly
0: all of my friends that are in the theater and the film world um even they when they find out that i do other stuff they go oh well i guess you're that because they like they can't rationalize that you can be (laughs) that you can do something where you can have your family and do what you need to do there and at the same time be creative you can't do the two things at the same time and it, it, there is no doubt about it. It's harder to do it the way that you and I are doing it. But yes. It, it is no doubt. It could be it could be more uh, straightforward if we said, oh, this is one or the other. But to me, my energy is doing those things. Yes. <laughs> Being able to be this guy who can get on a plane and go and talk to somebody in Washington, D.C. about something and at the same time got my play coming up in the next couple of weeks and got all these great actors. That gives me life. Amazing. It just does. Yeah. you know. The,
1: have you found that one uh, set of skills makes the other better in I, both directions?
0: I do. There is opportunities, and I think people still don't understand this: is that when you go into a, when you go into a, like, for example, the day work that I do, I'm always mm-hmm. finding creative ways to solve problems, So sort of right. like create a, 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 a an amazing story or amazing backdrop of things. Whereas those who some human beings who are in the box, they can't think of a creative way to, to get out of it. Exactly. And vice versa, you know, in the creative space, you and I probably know many, many creative people who just got creative work, but they don't know what to do with it once they've created. They're like, yes. what's the next business step to do it? How do I get an audience? Where do I go? How do I find yeah. theater? What do you mean I got a of this or of that? I don't know how to do any of that stuff. I just want to make my dope stuff and just get people to come somehow to whatever it is I did. And (laughs) so it's been very helpful. I wrote a play, produced it, directed it, and all of that a couple of years ago. And I wouldn't have been able to do it if I didn't leverage the expertise from both of my lives to do it. Wow.
1: Yeah, I'll bet.
0: Yeah, I think there's a series that... At some point here on the Creativity Cocktail, we can really start to talk to creators like yourself. Because there are some creators who just do one or the other, and I'm not saying anything in um, deference to them. They're they're doing what they do. And they are very successful, many of them. And just people just take different paths in lives. And so it's so interesting to hear how you've been able to juxtapose those two things.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, I I feel... uh... You know, and, and I'm thinking of getting some coaching on this. Um, you know, everybody needs a therapist and a coach, you know, and so <laughs> it's a good investment uh, when those things happen. So, but one of the things I'm thinking about is I, you know, I feel uh, in my body and in my, uh, uh, you know, my creativity world that these things are integrated that uh, more than they are when I tell people what i do like for instance i have two email signatures i have an email signature that says i'm a composer and a sound designer and a lyricist and a creative and then i have one that says i own my own web development business and i am a creative director at a web development company um and i you know thank you to google i can toggle back and forth depending on who i'm writing to um because it a lot of a lot of times yeah because of that that thing in society that says you you are one or the other or uh, you know or i just don't want to recognize you as both and i think there's so much going on it there in all types of uh uh in in, in the world right now you know that uh we yeah we want to put uh, uh or humans tend to uh you know maybe because they're lazy put people in boxes uh as you said earlier um but this is all to say that it became very clear to me oh my gosh and i've always wanted to write about this maybe one day i will how much computer code is like musical notation um
0: (laughs) yeah when, when i've seen that you know and Years ago when I was a kid in the eighties, I, I learned how to code in old tiny HTML. It's probably oh, right, probably not even relevant these days. But No,
1: I'll, it's totally relevant still. Totally relevant. <laughs>
0: yeah. So I was saying to myself, this is amazing and this is like writing a story
1: and like writing yeah. a book. Tell tell me more. How, how did you how did you think uh, about that? Like what were the connections you made? I, I remember I, I asked you this question about uh, your. Um, well, no, you were telling me about the game you wrote and, the, and how it related to storytelling and how your playwriting and, and coding.
0: And by the way, everyone, I'm back with Hatton. We had, um, as, as the world is, we had a technical thing that happened. I think our computer system was saying, Oh my gosh, it's such a great conversation. I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't think about
1: it all. <laughs>
0: oh, you're a technical snafu because I just can't handle it anymore. So, yeah. <laughs> so yes, and me we were talking about um, way back when when I learned how to do computer code. I, I could not recall any of that today if I needed to. But I did learn, for example, like all of my websites and all that stuff. I just built them my own, figure it out myself. Figure out yeah 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 stuff happened and i think that people that are out there who are saying oh my gosh i can only do one thing if that's true but you got to use all your other skills to help drive the thing <laughs> so yeah yeah so if you yeah. want to be a great writer there's there's things and experiences in your life that can drive you to that
1: um, I completely agree. I will tell you, uh, th- th- one of the things that um, you know before we we got uh, so rudely cut off by technology, that couldn't couldn't take the uh, couldn't take it. It was uh, is how much computer code is similar to music notation and. Um, I, I grew up not reading music. I actually went to Berkeley and I didn't know how to read music. I, I knew how to read chord charts. I knew how to read lead sheets, but n- not scores or, and certainly not to, to orchestrate or to conduct or do anything like that. And so I had to learn all those skills. So I was learning all those skills and you're learning uh, the structure of things. You're learning how to color uh, with orchestration. You're learning behavior, uh, how to notate behaviors. Uh, like uh, you know uh, you know things for different players, string players or brass players uh, you know have a lot of behaviors that they need to, to to put in you need to put that in the score to get the sound you want um, So boom when all of a sudden uh, HTML structure, CSS, color, JavaScript behavior like all of a sudden these these code this code came in and I was like, oh well this is this is just like writing a music notation where, Uh, the entire symphony is actually down on paper and you can't hear it. I mean, you can hear it if you're, if you're uh, a trained musician and you can look at that and and hear the score in your head and, but it takes a while to get there. But yeah, it's, I mean, like I could, I could hand you uh, um, you know uh, the Jupiter symphony uh, on, you know, little, little dots uh, of ink on a, on a page right now. Um, But uh, the real magic comes when humans interpret it right, and interpret it, and then it comes out as the Jupiter Symphony. Well, it's the same thing with web browsers. I mean, you have the, this computer code that governs structure and color and behavior, and then it's interpreted by a web browser, a Chrome or, or a, a Safari or Firefox or what have you. Hopefully not Internet Explorer. Don't do that. But uh, you have those uh, web browsers that are the the musicians, and boom, you have colors, you have a website, you have uh, things to explore, you have all this fun stuff. So um, this is all to say that I I felt very I felt very integrated in uh, both of these uh, creative things and technical things that I like to do. But society likes, uh, or I've found I've found at least that. Uh, I don't make as much money as a web developer if they know that I'm a composer,
0: Uh Uh, you know,
1: if they see that part of my life.
0: Yeah. I I would, I would hear you on that. And one other part on this, on this, and I'm so glad we're talking about it because you got me thinking. And and I wonder if people understand this is that the stuff I do in the day, all the interactions I have, the airline Mm -hmm. flights, the the going to this city or to that city, that is Mm -hmm. like fuel and energy for when I'm writing stuff. Yeah, right. All those experiences, all those meetings, all those conversations, all the drama that occurs and all of those other experiences I have in life, they are not separate from life. They are like part of the energy of life.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. In my
0: writing. And, then, and I think that sometimes if you are, if you even are in your own bubble, like your own self-created bubble, <laughs> your experiences will only be limited to that. So that's, that's a pretty cool
1: thing. That is a very – well, I mean, and and as a playwright, you are in meetings in corporate America where you are hearing dialogue that is, you know, that probably – I mean, I would guess is, wow, I couldn't have made that up, but I'm taking that line, you know? Does that happen to you?
0: Oh, yeah. I get feedback all of the time on the stuff that I've written, and people are always saying, oh, my gosh, how do you – you know, your dialogue is so on point and so authentic. Well – it's authentic because I heard it somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So real quick, and thank you for being part of this show with us. Um, well, thank you for having me. Real quickly about those things that are inspiring you these days, that are getting you going.
1: Things that are inspiring me. Um, I, 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 Like I said, I'm, I'm thinking of getting some coaching um, and doing some kind of integrative work of uh, right now I have, like I said, I have, um, several websites out there uh, that all kind of show different facets of what I can do. And I'd like to kind of integrate them more. Um, but uh, if you're curious about my comp- composition work, uh, my name had uh, you can go there and see some uh, and, and hear a bunch of uh, work I've done for film uh, and uh, also even some like live performances, some videos and, and, um, and, and, uh, and and all that good stuff. If you kind of scroll down uh, to to see that, um, and uh, then we also have, uh, if you want to check out the uh, the parody musical that uh, I wrote with uh, Travis Sharp of Dad's Garage, um, that's called Wicket. Which is the whole idea here is that we're taking we're parodying uh, both Star Wars and Wicked. Uh, which is, as you know, the story of the Wicked Witch of the West, uh, uh, which is, you know, they went ahead and told uh, Wizard of Oz through that perspective we are telling star wars the return of the jedi through the ewoks perspective and uh so we have every time you say
0: that i just have to giggle every time you say that yeah right (laughs) (laughs) so it's
1: it's, and wicket was the main character the main ewok that princess leia runs into there first in this in the forest and so um uh so yeah so we we have that we have the we have a whole musical that is Return of the Jedi, as told from Wicket's perspective, and and it's uh, it's hilarious. It actually still to this day is, uh, we can lay lay claim to being the uh, most money-making show that Dads has ever produced. Uh, it was the most successful show um, when it was produced in 2017, and it still has that title, which is great. Um, and uh, you can hear, uh, we have a, a cast album, so that's at wicketthemusical.com. Com, which is different than WickedTheMusical.com. <laughs> we've done, we've done that kind of thing. So that's cool. Um, yeah, and uh, then Kai Media is my Media is my uh, is my company, my web development company. Um, that's probably the least uh, the website I, I put the least amount of energy into, but uh, it's there. And if anybody uh, wants to see some of the coding stuff, and um, you know, uh, I have Snow Queen. Uh, 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 the Snow Queen musical, which is, um, yeah, so that's all. But you, had, your, your question was, uh, what's getting me inspired? Um, I'm working with a, a, a comedian here in town named Mark Kendall right now. And if you don't know his work, uh, look him up. Uh, you probably have seen some of his work around. He's had a lot of viral videos over the past six months or so. Uh, and that have been around. So he, uh, so we, uh, he used to work at Dad's uh, garage. I think he, they, uh, they still, uh, he still collaborates there. Um, and he's working with a great filmmaker named Bill Worley. Uh, you know, again, transitioning from stage work to video work, and it's been he's been very successful at it. Um, uh, but Mark and I wrote some songs a couple of years ago for a play together, and just uh, we also were. Uh, both winners of the riser lab, uh, the second that, round of the, rise, the riser lab.
0: I love that thing that's done every year, you the know, riser lab.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the the second round of it. So they had gone through it there first. And then Mark had a show that was actually, Mark's show went on to be produced at the Alliance uh, called oh. the magic Negro. Uh, oh gosh. And it had a long title, a long funny title. It was like, Blackity blackness is told by an african-american man who happened to be black it was like a long title and it was directed by uh uh s uh, uh oh my brain just farted. Uh, he was a, a second city alum and I just forgot his name but anyway it was it was great it was produced down in the uh in the Hertz yeah, and uh, uh yeah
0: it's a great stage
1: down the oh yeah yeah and that was Mar- mark show Marcus is so anyway he work working with him and bill and i'm uh in this in this uh project that i'm working on currently i'm also collaborating with a composer named eugene russell uh uh and eugene has uh done a lot of really cool stuff so they're you know my collaborators are are definitely inspiring me uh uh eugene and i are collaborating on a song and uh, you know, where like I'll, I write a part of it and then he, he writes a part of it and the stuff that he writes, I would never think of. And I just get like so excited when, oh man, you know, cause that makes, that makes me a better composer. That makes me think, oh, look at that perspective. He's, he's accenting the upbeat here, you know, and like doing all like stuff that I, I, but that sounds so good and I, I love it. And so I, you know, Times when when you you grow that way is great. Um, that's awesome. Uh, and yeah, and I'm I'm uh, I'm looking forward to hopefully doing this year uh, getting back onto the live stage and uh, doing more film scores and stuff like that. So yeah,
0: so that's a big thing for this year for all of us. I had yes, sir. I had a play workshop last year that I'm looking to get followed. I'll get on the stage when the stage is ready to go. Oh, good! Yeah, it, it is so amazing to have you here. I hope you can return to the creativity. Oh, l-
1: likewise, it's wonderful talking with you. I wanna, I wanna explore more of this. Uh, uh, well, I call it bifurcation of 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 uh, vocational path. That really, but the root of the root of the uh, the bifurcation or the the crossroads of it is is one person is one road and and there was that that great that great uh line and i don't know who said it but uh learn to steal like an artist right and your your experience uh in corporate america working for the bank and then your your experience with uh uh in in the playwriting um zone in the in the zone have you seen soul yet by the way i have and it It
0: was great yes
1: the 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 zone thing where you're in the zone. yeah, yeah. It's so
0: interesting I, that the, the, the zone concept, because it, 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 it's real. It didn't probably oh, yeah. as much as it could have been talked about. But there's a zone when you're writing a story. And oh, yeah. Creating a story that, that just can't be replicated. I always tell people that if I'm writing a story, I know it's great if I get emotional when I'm writing it. When I, mm. if I cry when I'm writing it, even if it's just for one moment that there's something that happens that digs in and I feel it from some recesses within my own soul. Wow. No Unintended. And, and, and if I can feel it, then I know it's something worthy. <laughs> then, yeah. We, we all write stuff and we go, hey, I wrote it, but I don't know if I'm feeling it. But when I write it and I know I feel it and, and it creates this this tick, this little yeah. moment, I know that there's some other human being somewhere in the world that'll yeah. feel that same thing. I love and it. So it's worth to it put it out there. <laughs> so, yeah. So based on that, then that's when you push forward. That's when you learn all of the disciplines we've been talking about, whether it's making your own website or doing your own marketing or getting there on your yes. own stage, because you got to get your thing out there. If you wow. love it, then you own it, then make it happen. And that means you might have to learn some new skills
1: yeah yeah absolutely and, and it's fun to learn those new skills and you're at uh, yes everything you said it's i i completely agree this is awesome
0: it. so how could we, we've been displaying your website as we've been going along here but mm-hmm. this directly how if people want to know more about you if they want to contact you or connect with you what's the yeah. best ways to do that
1: uh, i'd say the best is just start on my website uh uh you can just google my name that's fine there aren't that many haddenkimes there's no other haddenkimes in the world as far as i know so i'm lucky to have that uh that name um yeah haddenkime.com uh h-a-d-d-o-n is the first name k-i-m-e so all smushed together.com and um and uh, there's a contact form at the bottom, and but you can, you know, you can, uh, you can watch the zoom cycle, uh, you can check out some of the live performances, and listen to some of the other music I've written for films and uh, games and whatnot uh, there. And um, and yeah, I would love to hear from you if you have a fun project, or if even if you just want to uh, talk creativity and coding, that'd be fun. <laughs> <That's
0: awesome. laughs> uh, last question that we ask on this and this is like the this is the, the dramatic moment in our conversation today.
1: Ooh, okay, goodness.
0: <laughs> we always talk about the fact that we know that there is some human being who will listen to this conversation between you and I today and they'll go, oh, I like these guys. These guys are pretty cool but I don't know where to start or I'm afraid or uh, somebody told me I'm supposed to be in this box. Yeah, I don't know what to do. And so take yourself for a moment out of this conversation and you're having a conversation with that person and you say, hey, Mr. or Mrs. such and such, tell me more and they tell you about that and then you're responding to them. What are are a couple of sentences you'll tell them about the first things to do or the first things to
1: do? Well, the first thing I would say is that that you are not alone in feeling that way. Um, I think... I think it's well documented that even great, great artists, people that produce award-winning works, and I mean, you can be a dancer or you can be a musician or a, or a writer, um, have all feel that way, um, and and it's kind of a constant thing. You want to exercise every day. You want to brush your teeth every day, and you want to find a way to deal with that every day. Um, uh, helpful tips for me, I you know uh, calm.com mcom has been very helpful for me just doing 10 minute meditations wow. um, breathing somatically don't forget you have a body that 95% of your knowledge comes from below your head it comes from your body and 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 learning to listen to that cuz we know you know like that that a lot of a lot of uh, our society tells us not to um, so there's uh, there's a lot of that, but but start somewhere. I I would say you're not alone, and start here and right now and do something and write something or or dance or do whatever it is that you feel called to do. If you are a creative, um, do it for yourself and make and mistakes are good. I I swear to God, I my 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 uh, my daughter is uh, uh, learning to play the guitar right now, and um. When I taught myself to play the piano, I was uh, in a kind of a farmhouse in Nova Scotia where I grew up, and there was nothing out there, but there was a piano in the living room, and I just picked out the Star Wars themes each one by one, uh, you know, because we had the eight track. I- I'm dating myself now um, for, for for the Star Wars tour, okay, guys, but
0: I'm with you. I'm familiar with the
1: eight <laughs> track Generation X baby, <laughs> um, and so um, the thing. The thing was, is uh, every single mistake I made led to a new discovery, and so you're looking for mistakes. You're you're always looking for mistakes. Actually, just a tangent. In websites, this is the same thing. You're always looking f- for mistakes in your analytics where you thought people were going to click here, but really they're clicking here. That's not a that's not a time to get down on yourself. That's actually a time to go hooray! I just found a mistake of uh, that I made, and now I can correct it. Uh, same thing with creativity. So, so to sum up, uh, and I apologize, I, I just kind of ramble on sometimes, but uh, you're not alone. And start right here, and and mistakes are a good thing. That's what I would. That's kind of what I would say.
0: That's awesome. That's very yes. inspirational. and oh, good. Tangible when someone you know <laughs> they can say, "All right, let's do this." It's been mm-hmm. great having you. The creativity cocktail is something that we've created because we know every single one of us in the world is creative. So that yeah. creativity may manifest itself in one way or the other. It might be, you might be a mobile app developer. You might be an architect. You might mm-hmm. be a writer. You might be someone who are at home with your kids and you have to find creative ways to deal with that. But every mm-hmm. single one of us is creative. And so I feel so honored and thankful to have Haddon with us today. For those of you who've been asking me, some of you have been really pouring into me and giving me lots of love about my recent diagnosis. I don't think I shared this with you hadn't, but I've been diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Oh, no. um, about um, it's going on three months now. Um, uh-huh. I finally have um, gotten some uh, medication associated with that. So Winston's back. You know, cold weather Atlanta, which is kind of a funny oxymoron, um, (laughs) is is, is not great for it. But I'm feeling good and I'm feeling I'm ready to continue to do this because God has given me the ability to pour into others. Everything that I've learned, I don't really own. Uh, I've been charged to steward this and to give it to other human beings. As much as I can unplug out of my head, like the matrix analogy, the better.
1: And so, yes.
0: It's been so phenomenal to have you had. And for those of you who are listening to us on YouTube, please um, do all the YouTube stuff. Click and give us comments and all that stuff so we can keep driving it so YouTube can share with more videos. For those of you who see us on the other platforms, please subscribe because we can do the same and make sure more people around the world are hearing what we're doing here at the Creativity Cocktail, powered by the Rising and charity. Thanks again for having us today, Haddon. You have been phenomenal to be part of this conversation. We've
1: really, thank you. Really, and thank thank you for following your calling and creating this. I'm really I'm really happy that our paths have crossed, uh, Winston. So thank you so much.
0: Thank you so much. Take care, everyone.
1: Take good care.